Hello and welcome back to another episode of Media Munchers. I'm Mathian. And I'm Adrian. And we have a lot to do today, but I'm excited. It's been a minute since we had a long podcast. Um, we're going to get right into it with news. It seems to be The Rock's day because <laughs> I just have a lot of news stories just piled up involving him. This man just yeah. wants to continue to be a box office beast. And so he's going to make that happen, I guess. Um, the first thing I wanted to start off with was just your thoughts on him making that announcement uh, after the Rust shooting to use rubber guns in his movie going forward. Yeah. Do you think that's, do you know the full <clears throat> context of everything that happened? Or at least like you're generally aware of um, what the story is? on? Yeah, I've, I've heard the story a few times. Right. Yeah. I, I think a lot of people have since it's been in the news cycle so much. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the the larger question to be made with this is like, um, I'm no like you know props master or gun gun expert or anything like that, but I think you know there have been incidents throughout the decades, and yeah. there's yes this happened and this is horrible horrible oversight by everyone on the production, especially people who are in charge of taking care of these guns. Yeah, definitely. but at the same time, there's been how many productions and how many like blanks fired and like safely, you know what I mean? So at the same time, it's like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, why take the risk? But on the other hand, it's been done safely for seemingly decades now. You yeah. know what I mean? How many bullets have been yeah. shot that are not real? You know what I mean? Right, right. So I wonder how much of a burden that's going to be for, um, you know, I mean, sure, with The Rock, he doesn't have a problem because I'm sure he can have infinite money thrown it into After mm-hmm. Effects and whatever. You know what I mean? Like in right. post-production. But for smaller sets who rely on, like, the how real these, like, things look, you know, I wonder if you think there's going to be a big mm-hmm. pressure on everyone to move to rubber guns in the industry? And if so, do you think that's a good idea? Or do you think it's more of a burden? Uh, I think ultimately, yeah, safety over everything. Of course. Um, now, yeah, it, it is like a bigger burden for the lower budget uh, productions because yeah. they, don't, they don't have the necessary funds to maybe get the... Because the, the, uh, the people who were on the rust set, they, mm-hmm. they weren't experienced enough. Yeah, that's what they, that's what they were saying. Sure, right. And they, that, they weren't even the the right uh like they didn't have the right for, qualifications. For, yeah. Right. On top of all that, there was a lot of uh shortcuts being taken on that set, I heard. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of like just over over like they're just overlooking things and you know, not paying attention to safety protocols a lot. Yeah. So that's a very specific case. But um I was just wondering if, if the rock doing that would put pressure on everyone else to, to move to rubber. You know what I mean? I, hope, I think so. Hopefully it looks yeah. good. That's all that matters. Because, like, mm-hmm. safety over everything, like you said, like, I don't mind if a set uses rubber guns, but, like, I hope mm-hmm. it looks real in post. You know what I mean? Yeah, so, like, yeah. I, I think it does, and I think with the technology that we have nowadays. That, shouldn't be a problem. Yeah, it shouldn't be an issue. Yeah, I just hope that if, if people do choose to use the uh, the real fake guns, like, with blanks and all that, that mm-hmm. it's done safely and that we can still do that and it doesn't completely get banned. But yeah. we'll see. It's very nuanced. Yeah. In lighter news, well, lighter if you can call it that, <laughs> I want you to introduce me to this drama with, <laughs> with Vin Diesel. When Vin Diesel and The Rock yeah, on Instagram. So, um, apparently, they've had like this beef for a couple years, right? I think since like Fast Five almost, or yeah, maybe or around like there, a little after. Seven, maybe. Seven is when it boiled over, yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah, I, he wasn't in, or he wasn't in the last one, right? Nine? No, he wasn't in Nine, because they did the spinoff, Hobbs and Shaw, which yeah, I'm very yeah. curious how much, like, like whose intellectual property is Fast and Furious? Is it Vin Diesel's baby? Do you think he's he's a huge producer on it at the very least? Right? I think I think now, yeah, probably. Yeah, maybe not yeah. at the beginning. So I'm like, I wonder how much of like the slice of pie that he even got for that, because like you know, is it yeah. still his franchise even though it's the spinoff? Like I don't know, mm-hmm. but I wonder how much bad blood that caused. But yeah, yeah, because apparently the, he's he's now somewhat kind of caving. He he posted on Instagram he wants uh, the Rock back in production. Do you think it has anything to do with the <laughs> performance of the last movie? I think yeah, a little bit probably. Yeah. But also, no, no, yeah. It for I sure think, does. I think, I think that. 
because <laughs> he, he's a box office juggernaut like, even if the movie's stupid corny like i'm gonna yeah. go see it if the rock's in it for sure yeah because now i think about it i didn't see nine i wanted to but i didn't we we're just mm-hmm. coming out of the pandemic still and or like you know what i mean and i was just like eh. And yeah you didn't I have a desire for it you weren't no. at all you were not about that it movie bad. and it was <laughs> <laughs> oh because you saw it right yeah yeah i did Jeez, i still need to see it <laughs> but um yeah, The Rock, man. That's going to be real interesting. That photo they used, I'll put it up on screen. That photo they yeah, used is really yeah. bizarre. He chose that. Vin Diesel chose to post that on Instagram. <laughs> that was so bizarre. Um, again, in our little you know, third story about The Rock, uh, I saw on uh, Reddit the other day, and here it is on movieweb.com, that The Rock, Gal Gadot, and Ryan Reynolds are trying to you know, like tease a crossover with DC and Marvel. Like, hmm. The Rock was getting interviewed um, by someone, on I think, in Variety or something. And he said, quote, I turned to Ryan Reynolds and Gal Gadot, and I said, there should be a crossover. We could be the ones to possibly make it happen. We'll see what happens. So he threw it out there. Obviously, this man has a lot of pool in Hollywood. He's like a megastar. Yeah. I don't want to say how likely, but what do you think it would take, really, for him to pull it together? What timetable were we looking at if those three of those people got together and decided it needed to happen? I think maybe five, seven years. I think that's a good estimate. Yeah, yeah I don't think it would take a decade, but it's definitely not happening next year. You know what I mean? Yeah. Now, what exactly? Especially with uh, how busy they all are. Yeah, they all have like fifty thousand movies to do at any yeah. given moment. And you know what's funny? Ryan Reynolds is also uh, starting. To, he's planning to take a break, spend more time with his children. Mm. So I wonder how that's going to affect his shooting schedule going forward. Like, is he going to yeah. drop it to one movie a year or just no movies at yeah, all? Yeah, I wonder because recently he did come out and say that um, Deadpool is still in production and still being worked on. Deadpool like uh, it's three the, now. Yeah, the yeah. Oh, that's really interesting. Yeah. So yeah, I really hope. They can make it happen. I really don't know how soon it would be other than that five to seven year estimate. And that's if they get the ball rolling like today. Like mm-hmm. the, There would be so many planned meetings. Another argument I saw in the comic se- comment section was um, someone said that they don't think Feige and Marvel would go for it because technically speaking, they might have more to lose because like Marvel mm-hmm. has an established universe, whereas DC is still stumbling to get one going. You <laughs> know what I mean? Yeah. So I, I mean, mean kind of say the same with what, uh, what they uh, pulled off with Sony. That's a good point. You mean like I like just a like a sharing agreement type beat? Yeah, yeah. Well, cause so they had the rights to Spider Man and uh, their movies started to plummet. So when Marvel came in and they they agreed upon their deal, it made Sony. They, it put them in a better position. Okay, yeah. I understand. Yeah. So potentially, I, I guess potentially they could they could work spin out it to the okay to the advantage of, of both studios. They could. My my question is, it would probably have to be a one off event and maybe yeah. with the possibility of a future thing yeah. but that movie would have to make like two billion like no questions asked <laughs> like it would have to it would yeah. have to be like on some endgame infinity war stuff for it to be worth it yeah i, w- I wonder who on the dc side would be a part uh, of that exactly yeah. especially with all the stuff with henry cavill mm-hmm. which we'll get into later um with him basically not really being asked to come back to play superman mm-hmm. or the, maybe they're gonna go in a new direction and recast kind of like what they're doing batman stuff right right um because it doesn't look like, I mean, he's working. He's, he's getting plenty of work, but it doesn't look like he's coming back. So I really wonder what that roster would, would look like. You know what I mean? Mm. So who would you want to see? Uh, definitely not Ezra Miller. <laughs> you just don't like him? or No, no. Not, well, not, not to get him into him as a person, but um, his, his just version of Flash. You just don't know. like that portrayal? Not really. I feel that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. There's hit and misses in DC. They need to start hitting more than they miss. But um, <laughs> moving on to Henry Cavill news because I thought this was interesting. Um, it was uh, there was a huge freaking article in Hollywood Reporter about him. And they're like, you know, going into all his things, his history, his work ethic, all that great stuff. The excerpts that I cared about were basically 
the rumors of stuff of like potential fan casting of him playing Captain Britain, which is a character I don't know much about, but mm-hmm. I know it's kind of like, kind of like an anal- analogous to Captain America, but like with Britain's, you know, yeah, something like hero. That, I think. So a quote from it, from this article says, uh, "And if Superman is in a holding pattern, because like we like we mentioned earlier." Uh, what about Cavill switching teams and joining, say, a Marvel movie? You know, which character, hypothetically speaking, would he, would he play, want to play? He said, you know, he's never going to play a Marvel character that's being played by someone else. We all know that. Um, but since everyone's been doing such an amazing job, he, however, has the internet and he's seen the, the rumors about Captain Britain. And he thinks it would be loads of fun to do a cool modernized version of that. I like how they modernized Captain America. Mm-hmm. And he says there's something fun about that. And I do love being British. <laughs> so, <laughs> I was like, nice. Yeah. Um, cool, dude. I really like him as a person. Um, you know, would you like to see that? Or like, do you think he'd be better served playing someone else we haven't seen cast yet in the Marvel Cinematic Universe? Or do you even think he needs to be in the MCU? You know Um, what I mean? Like, or he's just going to... I think it would be cool Mm -hmm. to to have that character. I don't know if he's necessarily right, because I don't know. Yeah, I don't know too much about about the character character either. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's he's a good leading role. He's a good leading man, for sure. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just I just want to see him interact with MCU people. I don't really yeah. care in what capacity. That'd you know what cool. I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you know what? They always do this, like especially with this heavy Superman references in uh yeah in Eternals, in, in Eternals which we'll get into. Yeah, like I feel like they could make Sly a little you know tongue in cheek remarks to him. Yeah, definitely. You know what I mean, like maybe Captain. I don't think Captain Britain wears a cape. Cape. I'm pretty confident no, they could no, say that. No, no, doesn't. And they could make a similar you know um, joke like they did in Eternals or something like that. They could do a spin on it. Yeah. But uh, I thought that was a neat <laughs> little article. So. Uh, we're going to take a small break, and then when we get back, we're going to get into some trailers. All right? We're back, and we're going to get into this Morbius trailer, and let's get into that review. You ready, Big Apple? Yep. Do it. Okay. <laughs> huh. Okay, first of all, wow. Yeah. yeah, the animation was just on point. That was crazy good. Yeah. You know what I, I've learned the hard way with uh, Disney Pixar is that they really love taking their amazing animation and spinning it into a really dramatic, over-the-top trailer. And I have a feeling that as good as this looks, like the movie's just going to be gags and jokes and like not that serious. But okay. I could be wrong because there's some yeah. really good shots in here that seem like they kind of take it seriously. But I also see the gags and I see the stuff for the kids, which I get it. You know, I was a kid when I right, got right. introduced to Buzz. But I'm like, I'm, I'm cautiously optimistic about this. <laughs> like it could be really good. But then at the same time, it could be like, I don't know. Yeah. I, what are your, this is my first time seeing it. What are your thoughts? Um, so I, I've actually seen the trailer already. But uh-huh. um, I... I, I I don't know. I, I th- I'm into it. Yeah, I'm yeah. into it too. I'm not gonna not see it. Yeah. Like I'm definitely gonna go see it. <laughs> I just I'm like, what are we actually gonna see? Because when when he was going for uh, takeoff, I was like, mm-hmm. are we just gonna see him like crash? Like, is this gonna be a dramatic thing where he crashes into like I don't know, Toy Story World? But at the same time, no. This is a a telling of the lore of what that right, right, action right. figure is oh. based off of. Yeah, was like, which yeah. is trippy. <laughs> like I, that's really weird. Like I'm trying to think of an analogy, but I can't. But that's bizarre because. Mm-hmm. All of them were made up for the movie Toy Story. What if this spirals like into a bunch of spinoffs of just the toys <laughs> in there? Um, yeah, could. That'd be uh, interesting. What, what was your um, your opinion on the last Toy Story? Uh, uh, four? Yeah. Four um, I'm not going to... I don't know. How do I say this sweetly? I think that it wasn't... I don't think anyone asked for it, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Um, I do think they probably... I don't even remember the numbers, but I feel like it was kind of cash-grabby. I'm sure they made a lot of money off of it. Nostalgia sells, you know? Yeah. Um, it, it, Some parts were really funny, and uh, other parts were like... It was like... It was like Toy Story for a new generation. You know what I mean? It was more mm-hmm. modernized. It was like... They're, you know, Woody and all of them were going through their... Uh, 
I don't know if it was like an identity crisis, if you can call it that. But like, it was just, I don't know. It felt unnecessary is my bottom line. Like, it was nice. Yeah. Um, I did enjoy it more than three because three like made me bowl. <laughs> and I didn't even yeah. finish. I don't even think I, yeah. I, I skimmed through three. I still haven't seen three in its entirety. Because, oh, really? Because I have this weird okay. thing where I don't finish like trilogies. <laughs> like, I still haven't seen the seventh Harry, Harry Potter movie or finished the seventh book. Oh, yeah. Because I don't want things to end. But this was weird because they gave me what I wanted and kept it going. And now I'm like, no, I don't want that. Like, the story should have ended. Yeah. So my opinion on the fourth one is, like, it shouldn't have happened. <laughs> oh, okay. Did you enjoy it, though? Yeah, yeah, I did. I think, um, obviously, like, the, the trilogy, the first three, they, mm-hmm. they were really cleanly put together. Yeah. And uh, the third one really capped off that whole sort of arc that they had. Of course. Uh, throughout. But uh, the fourth one, I thought, did uh, add to Woody and uh, kind of fleshed out. Uh, a bit more of uh, some something I didn't really know uh, that they w- they could go into. Yeah, yeah. It, it did a good job of doing that, right? It didn't feel mm-hmm. completely like uh, soulless or whatever. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. It, so it did it. It did expand upon Woody, and I appreciated that. And um, it, it was interesting. I like the new characters they introduced. I think the antique shop was a really great location to get a lot of fun stuff going. That was yeah, really yeah. that was really smart. Um, so I'm not saying it was a bad movie. I'm just saying like I didn't. It's the movie I didn't mm-hmm. think I needed. You know what I mean? But it was cool. It was a welcome like addition yeah. to the trilogy. I don't know if you can call it that anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I am excited to see that because it seems like they're taking the lore of Buzz Lightyear seriously. Yeah. And it's not gonna see, like it's not gonna end up in Andy's room or whatever. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I wonder where this can go because, as far as I know, it's a fictional character like through and through. Yeah. Like it was made for Toy Story. So like yeah, yeah. they're developing a whole world around it, which is really interesting. I'm really looking forward to seeing where that goes. Mm. Do you think we're going to see his arch nemesis? We have to, right? Oh, uh, is it Zerg. Zerg, right? Or yeah, something yeah. like that? It starts with a Z. I, I think we will. Yeah, um, at some point. I don't know if it, he might be the villain of the of the movie. Yeah. He might. They didn't show any hints at it, yeah. which is fine. What, you do, you, what do you think of uh, Chris, Hems- or Chris Evans as the voice? You know, what, you know what's funny? I didn't know it was him. Yeah. But I felt that energy, so it makes sense. <laughs> I was like, what is this Captain and Buzz Lightyear yeah. shit? And then sure enough, you just told me it's him. Because he looked at the suit, and I'm like, what? And then, like, they didn't say the line, like, at the end of Age of Ultron. He didn't mm-hmm. say Avengers Assemble. He didn't say right, uh, right. Infinity and Beyond. He said to Infinity. Yeah. I was like, well, this is some Captain America vibes right here. <laughs> and sure enough, that's hilarious. Yeah, yeah. Then if that's the case, I think that's really good casting. It works. It is the heroic type, you know? I think so. It, it's definitely different than, uh, who was it, Ted Allen? Uh, or Tim Allen? Oh, Tim I, I always Allen? Get him com- I, I get him confused, Tim. too. I think it's Tim I think Allen. it's Tim. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because uh, Ted Allen is uh, Chopped. Chopped? From... Uh, the Food Network. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you meant like you got freaking amputeed or something. <laughs> no. Uh, no, that's funny. Uh, I think it works. I think I still need to hear more of it. I only heard him say like a word or two. Right, yeah. Well, um, you said and. and there you go. You just cut out. <laughs> and then cut out. So yeah. there you go. That doesn't give me much to go off of Big Apple. Yeah, definitely. But the idea of him voicing him sounds great. So mm-hmm. I'm really looking forward to that. Um, you yeah, I think there were, there were some uh, Star Wars references too. Was it really? Well, I, yeah. I, I really enjoyed it. Here's a really nerdy thing. I was like, I was like, for a second, I was like, why does he have heat shields? Why is he going to the sun? I'm like, oh, he's using it as a gravity slingshot to get more momentum. I'm like, that's yeah. really cool. I really like that they're leaning into the sci-fi aspect of him. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, me too. That's neat. Uh, which one are we looking at? What more base are we getting into? The top one or the? Those are the first two. These are reviews. Oh, do you want that one? Gotcha. Let's do it. Morbius time. Let's do it. Probably won't even make it to the room. You know, it will. I'm going to put it in. 
how many freaking trailers for a superhero movie start off with like a a, a piano key and a dramatic thump going and it's just like uh, Age of Ultron dude. I know that's for yeah. sure one of them but I feel like it's more than just that I feel like I hear this all the time <laughs> I think Infinity War or was it Endgame I don't know it was Inf- it was one of them there's Infinity too many War, I think. there's too many yeah, that start yeah. like that stop stop it works though <laughs> I'm captivated alright let's go see Venom yeah yeah he did Sony, which is it? Are we sharing the universe or are we not? Because I see <laughs> Spider-Man in the background, and let's get a look at that suit again. Oh, the uh, the painting on the on the brick house. That was on the, the painting. Brick. Yeah, on the brick wall. Yeah. So wait, what, did you see what suit that was? Yeah, yeah, it's the um the Sam Raimi Tobey Maguire version. Interesting. So now my mind is sufficiently effed because yeah, why is his version showing up in a seemingly Sony? part of the cinematic universe right is morbius from the raimi verse or well i i think this might play into the what's go- what's going on in no way home it undoubtedly does but yeah. it's, it leads to more questions than answers like yeah, well, damn yeah. it which universe is he in i think it's whatever suits the studio's fancy at any given time probably oh man um that trailer did a lot more to convince me that this would work as a concept because it's you know it's kind of like the hero's journey not really i mean in a way like he's yeah. He allegedly is, you know, is a force for good, being a doctor before the incident, which I really want to see how they explain him cutting his hand and exposing his blood to a bunch of bats in a cave gives him vampire powers. Right, right. It'd be really interesting to see that. <laughs> um, uh, but you know what? It's, you know, the trailer is pretty nice. I, uh, I like the visual effects a lot. I, I haven't seen any vampire style. I haven't. Did you see Blade? Um, no. I didn't. So Maybe I, parts, but not. I've only ever seen him hold the sword dramatically. Mm. Uh, but anyway, I've never seen any vampires in like this modern, you know, this modern take on it, like where it's like more of a superhero type thing. Yeah. As opposed yeah. to like a Halloween horror thing. So um, he's flying. I wasn't expecting that. I was like, okay, <laughs> cool. Interesting. Um, I think the tie ins are going to be interesting too because if Michael Keaton's mm-hmm. vulture's there, then you would think, oh, okay, so this, this is the MCU? You know what I mean? Yeah. It's so weird how they like, like separate but like in the same universe or yeah yeah do do you think maybe this this means um that spider-man is after no way home will no no longer be in the mcu i think sony's positioning positioning themselves to be like that like i think they're really shooting for like okay well unless another arrangement's worked out like we're all gonna have our little toys and our little universe and you can't do anything about it marvel so suck it you know what i mean (laughs) um so i do think that's what they're setting up for whether that stays or not, you know, I hope we can continue to keep sharing, but it's really interesting. There's a lot of, um, you know, there's a lot of rods in the fire with this, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, on the whole, I'm definitely going to see it. It looks interesting. The trailer does enough for you to kind of uh, sympathize with him. It's really nice seeing uh, Leto in something that's not that Joker performance. <laughs> uh, I think that's all I've ever seen him in. Oh, okay. Uh, have you seen okay. him in anything else? Did you like uh, him? Yeah, Blade Runner 2049. I mean, I saw he him there too, but I, I don't know. I, just, I didn't remember him. Uh, it's been well, a long yeah, time. He, he didn't have like a big yeah, part for sure. I mean, I think I think wise. Batista was in 2049, but I don't really remember yeah, yeah, him for was. that. You know what I mean? So I don't remember Leto from that, but I, <laughs> you know, hopefully it's great. We'll see. I yeah. don't know. What are you looking forward to most, or what did that? What did it for you in that trailer? Um, not much really. Yeah, uh, honestly, it it kind of seemed kind of like a generic superhero movie in a lot of ways. Yeah, the only thing that was different was his abilities and what he's about. Yeah, and then also like. He's conflicted, you know, uh, I don't want to hurt people, but at the same time, you know, like, 
that I have tendencies, I have a bloodlust. Mm-hmm. And he made that joke about Venom at the end. I'm like, okay, so he's going to yeah, crack wise now? I was like, yeah. all right. Like, I thought he was a more, like, serious. Whatever. I mean, <laughs> I, it was interesting. Um, anyway, that's that. Uh, we'll see how it is. You know, maybe we're proved, like, really wrong and it's, like, amazing. But yeah. Sony, I don't know. The track record is a bit iffy. Um, <laughs> you ready to get into this Eternals review? <coughs> um, You're done, Johnny? Yeah. I'm just kidding. Okay. <laughs> yeah, good. All right, let's yeah. get into it. Let's get into this review. Um, she, Big Apple, I know you got your notes. I want to hear your initial <laughs> thoughts on this, man. Tell me what you thought, because uh, I didn't get to see it twice. You only saw it the one time, right? Yeah, yeah, I only saw it once. Okay, and you, so... You said you saw it twice? No, I did not get to oh, see okay, it twice. You did not. And what I'm saying is I still have... Um, I thought about it a lot, and this movie wasn't so dense, like, plot-wise, that I couldn't remember what mm-hmm. was going on. So I actually, had a, I actually didn't have such a hard time recalling, like, things I did and didn't like. Um, but we're going to get into that. What yeah. did you like, Big Apple, or what are your initial thoughts? Um, so I, I appreciated it for, um, the high concept sci-fi aspects that it was going for. Mm-hmm. Um, how I was asking, um, the existential question of like, what, what, uh, what's right or wrong for them to do? Yeah. The morality. Uh, yeah. I yeah. love that. That was good. Um, wow. I like the, the, uh, epicness of the Eternals or of the Celestials, how, yeah. how giant they were in a uh, ratio. Yeah, I mean, I really love that the yeah. size of like maybe their face was like all of Earth. It's like what? Yeah, like, that yeah. was really epic seeing them like. I really love that. Anytime mm-hmm. the Celestials are on screen, I was like, ooh, tell yeah. me more, tell me more. So yeah, that was really tight. Um, I think all of that was great. All of that worked for me. Um, but I said this coming out of the theater, and I stand by it. I really think this should have been a Disney Plus show, and they didn't do it for whatever reason. They didn't, but like mm-hmm. there was too many characters. And, like, not all of them got their due diligence. And that's fine. That happens in ensemble casts. But, like, we didn't, you know, it's not an Infinity N-word thing, Endgame thing where, like, we had plenty of movies to build these people up and give them arcs that mattered. Like, we all had yeah. to figure it out this movie, like, in an hour and some change or two hours, whatever it was. Mm-hmm. And that didn't do everyone justice. I mean, I think Cersei was a little bland at times. Like, I really enjoyed her when she was teaching or when she was talking about things she was passionate about. Other than that, yeah. the whole movie, she was just kind of, like, generally lost. And like, which is fine. I mean, that was most of them. They don't really know what their purpose is outside of killing deviants, right? So right, all right. that, all that setup and manipulation worked. You know, the whole like puppets, like questioning everything. All of that worked, but it hinged so much on her and Icarus's story. And Icarus was fine too. He wasn't that remarkable. Mm-hmm. Um, I really enjoyed everyone's powers and like seeing like you know speedsters and all that. Um, but like, just it felt like too much in like too little time. Um, but uh. <laughs> I have, I have written down right here the sex scene was a first for Marvel, which we talked about it. Well, after. yeah, yeah. Well, I um, that, Iron Man did have something of a sex scene. Yeah, they alluded to it. It's like the morning after type. Yeah. Beat. I mean, but this was like actual intercourse on screen. And I was like, whoa. I mean, I was there with my parents, so it was a little more awkward. <laughs> and I was yeah. like, okay, all right, all right, Marvel. Okay. Um. Anyway, they were just horny when they wrote the script. It's fine. Um. I don't know. The the ending was weird. I, I really enjoyed um. Was his uh, Kingo? Was his his name? Yeah, Kingo. Um, Camille Nanjiani. There you go. I enjoyed his uh his character a lot. His great comedic yeah, relief. Yeah. Uh, his who was his buddy's name too? Um, was it? His assistant. I forget his yeah, assistant's I, name. I he was fucking his. hilarious. I really loved him. He's like uh, I think it was really sweet at the end when he, uh, he Karun. Karun. Yeah, it was really sweet at the end when he thanked uh the Eternals for their service, even though like all of humanity was about to die. I was yeah. like. What a guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But what I didn't like was was how he just like totally set out the third act. 
It was so weird. Like he was I, like, I think it made sense for his character though. It did. Like it showed where his priorities laid. Yeah. But I was like, okay, what a nothing like setup. I don't know. <laughs> but I, I, I think we talked about that too, is that there's so many characters mm-hmm. and you could tell they're grappling with that. Like we can't have all fourteen or however many it was, you know, standing in line in every scene. Mm-hmm. Like we have to focus on certain groups and certain things. I think the sprite conflict worked really well. I really yeah. enjoyed that she didn't like being you know, she was so mentally mature she didn't like being put in the body of a kid. Which was interesting. Like, what kind of reason would the Celestials need to have a kid version? Of a yeah, I adult? wonder if maybe they'll they'll delve deeper into that in the sequel. Yeah, I yeah. And then she's supposed to be a human now. That's a lingering question. Mm-hmm. Um, no more no more abilities. You think? No more. Uh, what what what, what yeah, she do again? Know. Like she, make fireworks. She was able to. Like she was Loki essentially. I think so. She could like camouflage people and yeah, yeah, make things right. look different. Yeah. She was a illusion artist. There you or go. Something like that. So, like, I wonder, I wonder uh, if those remain with her. I don't think they would. Um, she's gonna die. They already told her. Yeah. I think that whole thing at the end. What did you think about uh, them coming together and joining powers at the last second? Like, I didn't even see them put the a Unimind? bracelet. Yeah, the Unimind. I didn't even see them put a bracelet on Icarus. Like, how did he contribute? Right, to that? right. That was so weird. I'm not sure. And then that, that might be to maybe uh, Druig's powers had mm, something to do with maybe, that. Maybe, maybe. But I don't think he controlled Icarus. I don't think he could control other. Can he control other? Uh, I don't know. I don't think he could. Well, somehow he, his powers were supposed to work in conjunction with the bracelets, right? Yeah, yeah, because they needed him for it. I recall. Yeah. I call, yeah, you're right. I think he was helping out there. Um, yeah. So, what what did you think of the uh, con- the um, story change with uh, Icarus? It being revealed that that he had. I I felt two ways about it. On yeah. one hand, it was cool that there was a traitor in the group if you can call it that like he because they they drop it from the beginning they're like oh like uh sama hayek's character was ajax yeah he was like i can tell your loyalty strong but like go out you know live a human life you know tell mm-hmm. her you're in love but he's like at the end of the day he was always programmed to be like the boy scout like i'm always gonna follow my orders i'm always gonna do that and he yeah, really yeah. interpreted that to the extreme you know what i mean mm-hmm. but then then therein lies that the morality question again it's like he's hurting his own kind to help his <clears> masters <throat> right and it's like, was that the right thing to do? Because like, uh, for us on the surface, the audience were like, oh, well, you know, why would you do that? Why would you hurt your mother, your leader, that kind of figure? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But on the other hand, like, they're just robots programmed to do what they got to do. And they still happen to like, take on the feelings and emotions of humans, it seems. Yeah. Um, whether, it may, whether that was from being around them too much or whatever. Right, right. But then at the same time, it seemed like he fell in love with Cersei from the moment he woke up from his chamber. Like, as they got reset and were sent to Earth. So, I don't know. There's yeah. some play there. Yeah, it could be like a destiny sort of thing. Right, like how, how many cycles have they done this? Or yeah. who's fallen in love with who in different cycles? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. It's, I feel a couple ways about it. But I think the, the, the little the little traitor twist at the end, I was like, okay, it's kind of came out of nowhere. Because the movie, to me, felt like a bunch of different chapters in a bunch of different directions. Like it was a movie about this. It was a movie about that. You know, we have a little, we have a quest to do. And then like now it's like a murder mystery. And it's like, what's going on? Like mm-hmm. there was just a lot happening, and I really think it would have <laughs> it would have benefited. I keep going back to it, but it's yeah. true. It, it well, I, I think it could have at least used maybe twenty more minutes, maybe twenty or thirty to flesh a couple more things out. Yeah, yeah, but I don't, I don't know that it necessarily needs a series because also I think that might take away from the scope mm. of of what uh, the Eternals is supposed to be, mm-hmm. and like them having a lower budget or like the budget being more spread out that might. Uh, take away from like the visuals, um, maybe as well as from like the the amount of audience it gets. I suppose you're saying like if you didn't if they didn't inject all of this like lore into us in one sitting, yeah. that we wouldn't have been as intrigued to see where they're going going forward. Mm-hmm. Maybe 
Maybe. I don't know, but Marvel has so much money. I feel like the whole budget thing is an excuse because like what's the Maybe. budget of this movie they could have they could have split that between six hour-long episodes you know what i mean mm-hmm. like the visuals are still the visuals the vfx like they don't have to be there that much longer but if we spent more time on the ground getting to know these characters like just a little more dialogue here a little dialogue like there like a yeah. little more backstory it would have helped us to like i don't know digest them better because mm-hmm. you're supposed to just kind of like buy everything that's there like gilgamesh got virtually no like fleshing out um mm-hmm. yeah i thought his his story with uh athena was uh it was one of the one of the the more interesting yeah stories that was really sweet overall. that could have easily been one episode like what are yeah. the troubles they had to go through for him dealing with her episodes you know being a caregiver mm-hmm. like all of that was hinted towards and it was really sweet seeing yeah the, from from the past to like now how he stops her and he's like he knows how to handle her he's like been with her so long and she's so grateful and they're great friends that was mm-hmm. all really sweet and it's just like boom it was like a passing scene if it, if it anything like that so yeah. i understand there was constraints and limitations and Feige probably just wanted to be like, all right, everybody catch up. Or we're going to do cooler stuff now. Get ready. You know what I mean? I heard a lot of stuff like um, there was a lot of uh, rug pulling and reveals at the end from the Celestials to uh, Cersei. Mm-hmm. And it's like how much of that was lies too? Because if you can lie in the first place, you can lie again with an explainer. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like yeah, what sure. is going on? You know? So I'm really looking forward to seeing where they go from there and like what more truths are revealed and stuff. You know? Mm-hmm. Maybe we find out how Nowhere died. Or whatever oh, right. that Celestial yeah. was. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. No, no way. <clears throat> so I'm really interested to see all that. Yeah. Overall, it was like it was okay. I don't know. I feel like there's things <laughs> that could have been done better for sure. How did you feel about that um, post credit scene? Like, I, I another thing too, the yeah, Dane Whitman, Black Knight, all of that was just yeah. such a like D or just E plot. They were just like, yeah, we're setting this character up, like whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, I thought it was it was at least smart of them to to throw it in there. Yeah, yeah, to throw it in there because he did kind of feel like um. A lesser character to the others, which is fine. But yeah, was, yeah, was, and I think that makes sense for the overall story. It did, but um, yeah. to have that at the, that little tag at the end kind of made his character make a little more sense within. Yeah, the overall that really story. paid off his whole existence. If I'm being real, because if <laughs> yeah. that didn't happen, we're like, what is yeah. this dude? What? What are we doing here? <laughs> and okay, how do you feel about Star Fox then? I thought that was cool. Um, so I it it wasn't it wasn't until after this movie that I, I didn't know. Uh, apparently he's his uh he's Thanos's brother. Hmm. Interesting. I heard memories about that too, but obviously the resemblance isn't there. But I think that's because right, Thanos right. is a what was it? Um He's uh well he's from Titan, but right. he's also part deviant, yeah, at exactly. least in the in the comics. Exactly. Yeah, so that's why he looks like that. Yeah. I thought that's interesting that he's his brother and like do you think he knows that at the point of filming or at the point of the Well the time? um what was his name? The the, the little dwarf elf thing. Yeah, that guy. The little yeah. He uh, oh. he had said it in the in the post credit scene. Oh, yeah. I didn't. That, know. that was one of the names he had thrown out. Oh, I don't remember hearing that, but yeah, there yeah. was a lot going on. <laughs> um, I think that's interesting. I wonder what they can do with it. There was other people postulating that since he seems to be like a prime eternal, someone who like is either done with their job or like left their station. Right. Like, right. why did that happen? What are his motives? Is he gonna be a friend or foe type? Be. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm really interested to see where it goes with that. It threw me off that it was uh, Harry Styles. I was like, okay. Yeah, yeah, dude. I was like, all right. <laughs> cool, I guess. Uh, interesting. Uh, apparently, they, they had been talking about him for a while, uh, being a part of the MCU. Just they didn't know what capacity they had to ask yeah. him. Interesting. That's interesting. You want to talk to me about your theory? Uh, well, first, also, um, yeah, what did, we miss? did you know who, who the voice was uh, talking to Dane Whitman in that post credit scene? No, who was it? Appar- so I had thought it was... Um, um from what if the oh you thought it was yeah you did think yeah, it was, well, it was um, uh jeffrey wright jeffrey character. wright yeah uh the watcher yeah 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 the watcher 
but apparently uh chloe Zhao revealed this in an interview um it's uh, apparently mahershala ali has blade oh because um it was announced a while back that, that he was gonna be blade, blade in, in his own movie so he's just any blade ever he's just in every blade or blade the character i know yeah that's the what, joke what are you talking? is he just in anything that's a sword <laughs> that resembles a blade that's mahershala ali yeah. i'm confused how does he yeah how is he in a sword talking to dane whitman's character no 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 he he's in like the like a background like he's off screen oh he's literally there yeah, in yeah. person it wasn't it wasn't the sword the so- i thought the sword was talking to him no 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 no, no. Oh, it's so weird <laughs> like why is blade in a blade right now this is so weird that's so so he's just off screen like you ready for your adventure bud like so, well, yeah yeah because he he had a he's like are you sure you're ready for for the the because the, the blade, blade that that dane whitman was reaching for is his blade which is the uh that was the uh the ebony blade yeah. which is supposed to give him his powers or whatever wow um yeah that's so trippy <laughs> look at all these easter eggs they're planning on me i can't handle all of these big eh? too many <laughs> <laughs> no, that's cool. I, I yeah, like so, I like all the setup they're doing. Uh, another question I had was, uh, what do you think this this means regarding Thanos's whole plan uh, back in Infinity War? Uh, do you think in any way that this kind of changes your perspective on whether or not he was right or wrong? I think that hinges on the fact if Thanos even knew this was happening in the first place. Right, right, because right, he he could have been uh, part deviant, maybe like his his father or his mother. I don't think the way Thanos, some if what he said is true in his backstory, I don't think he ever grew up on a planet where he played the role of the deviant and was trying to like mess up uh, mm-hmm. Eternals missions to farm a planet. You know what I mean? I don't think that's what his position was. I don't think he right. necessarily knew about that. Now, if at some point he put on, you know, like some of the stones that get in by the time he got all sick, he had this cosmic wisdom that allowed him to be sure of his quest. Mm-hmm. Maybe. But I don't think he was like, you know, when people are like, oh, Thanos was right. Like, I don't yeah. think that he was right or, you know, justified in that he knew about all of these events happening. If anything, I, I would argue that Thanos might actually be okay with the culling of some planets. Because, I mean, that's less mm-hmm. resources for you to worry about. That's actually adding to the renewing of the universe. You know what I mean? And making more resources for other planets and people. Now, mm-hmm. like, it depends on how often this happens and how many planets get farmed. Um, but it was like once a million years that a new celestial was born or once a billion or something like that. Something like that. Yeah. I mean, that's a pretty long time. I mean, yeah. anyway, I don't think that Thanos was like helping humanity out by halving everyone's population and slowing down the process of renewing the universe. Right. Because uh, a lot of people were saying, even if the population was halved, look how fast we got here in the first place. Like, it's still pretty exponential. We'd be back there in 20, 30 years time, maybe, maybe longer, but we'd be back up to these crazy numbers. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I don't, I don't think that retroactively makes Thanos like Jesus on earth or something like I don't think that <laughs> no no I don't, I don't think he was like maybe like planning that out but I think potentially like that could have been um something that happened uh as a result of him half halving the population of all existence you think in what could have happened that uh it would have slowed slowed the um uh, oh, the process down oh yeah it yeah. would have it literally would have because yeah, there'd be yeah. less uh intelligent life Mm-hmm. feeding the uh the new celestial right, right. but uh so it would have slowed it down but it wouldn't have stopped it entirely no so i don't know thanos is just a you know <laughs> a universal procrastinator it sounds like but yeah overall like it, it was all right the movie it wasn't like a knock everything out of the park it wasn't super stellar for me but it, you know it got mm-hmm. it got its job done it set up some stuff and showed us some pretty cool visuals while, while they were at it you know what i mean 
Yeah, I'd yeah. say it's pretty middle of the road on like my overall rankings for MCU movies. You know what I mean? Mm. I don't know. What about you? Is it higher up? Um, you really I don't know. It? I I feel like it, it would take another viewing or two mm-hmm. to really settle on a position whether or not um I would give it less than a uh or uh higher than a C. Mm-hmm. Um, cause like I I want to give it maybe like a a B B plus, mm-hmm. but I don't know. I guess it also depends on what you're you're grading it on. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like a movie as a whole or like what it does for the universe or whatever. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Combination of the two. There's so many variables you can throw at these things, you know? Yeah, yeah. So I understand what you mean. Maybe another watch or two would benefit it. We'll see when it, ha- when it hits Disney+. Plus. We'll check it out again. <laughs> yeah, Shang- Shang-Chi comes out this Friday. Heck, yeah. Plus. You saw him trolling on Twitter with the... Uh, yeah. Uh, spoilers. <laughs> I, dude, I'm so worried about spoilers because we all basically know or we have a good idea of what's going to be in No Way Home, but I still want to be surprised when I see it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Ugh. Uh, you want to get into these visions, Big Apple? Sure, man. <clears throat> so we're gonna talk about Visions, Episode Five, The Ninth Jedi. Um, the basic premise of this episode is that, uh, in this universe, in this telling of Star Wars, basically all the Jedi's, virtually all the Jedi's, have been like wiped out, and especially like the Masters and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so all that lies are like people who are scattered. They call them like Masterless Jedi's. You know, people just Padawans without masters or whatever. And uh, a man by the name of Duro, I think he has another name too. Um, yeah. He basically calls up a pond of people in the universe, these masterless. Uh, Margrave. The Margrave, that's what yeah, they yeah. called him. He calls up upon these people and he's like, yo, you don't got a master? Come over here. We'll get you a lightsaber. We'll get you going, right? Trying to start a little resistance, trying to fight back whatever evils in this universe, whatever version of the Sith they have. And um, basically, there's also a little B plot where there's an, a, a sabersmith who's been contracted by assuming the Margrave. And um, he's been like tasked with creating I don't know eight or nine lightsabers or something like that, mm-hmm. and he's got to send his daughter to deliver them to the Margrave to you know teach these new generation of Jedi. Where the spicy tea occurs is that we have our little lead, which is I think his name's Jonathan or something generic like that, like the guy, um, just like the MC, the the main boy or whatever who shows up. Oh, Ethan. There you go. It's some generic <laughs> like american name yeah yeah that threw me off it was too. really that was, bizarre that was one of those names that that like stood out to me like, because ethan. of how english it's yeah it was like really weird i was like yeah. all right ethan anyway <laughs> so he hits him up and he's like whoa are all y'all masterless jedi too he's like the force is strong here um and it, it was really cool seeing on rewatch how Duro in that droid armor was like i sense a lot of the dark side here and i was yeah. like oh boy he's sussing them out <laughs> um I didn't realize it was going to be an imposter thing until like later on. I didn't realize how many of them would be Sith because apparently they replaced uh, all the Jedi's who took the call. Yeah. Um, so that was the whole thing. Uh, I really like the, the the sabersmith talking to his daughter and her uh, wielding one of the sabers and how it was like transparent and like, the length mm-hmm. changed. That was so bizarre. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought that was cool. I think that was, that was supposed to reflect how uh, how strong their connection is. Well, not yeah, yeah. yeah how strong, but I think also. Like, which side she deviated toward? Really? Like, the dark or the light? Well, I know it did that based off of color, for sure. Yeah, yeah. But the length threw me off. I'm like, well, why oh, would yeah, someone need too. a smaller length if, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I don't yeah, know yeah. what that's supposed to represent. I mean, I think it was a really cool concept, but I wanted to know mm-hmm. more about it. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, it was interesting that she she was just kind of neutral at the beginning. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? She didn't lean towards more one or the other. It was really bizarre. Yeah. Um, I thought it was interesting... Uh how like colors change throughout the course of a fight. I know you have some notes on it too. Mm-hmm. Um, especially that one guy at the end who looked kind of like a know, like animal. How he yeah, was, it was like a almost like a furry horse. It was like a, yeah, something. it was weird. It was a furry yeah. kind of character. But it, he was <laughs> he was a Sith or acting as a Sith because he was consumed by the darkness. Yeah, and then yeah, when he went back to normal, it was purple. And I was like, whoa, okay, so he was really like a good guy. 
after mm-hmm. all. Because I thought everybody there besides Ethan <laughs> was like a Sith, you know? Yeah, what I mean? yeah. And the Margrave, of course. I thought it was tight how he hopped out the droid armor and pulling like a fast one on all the Sith, and then freaking just like totally took the lightsaber out of one of the Sith's hands and it turned green like right then and there. I was like, that's mm-hmm. so tight. Like, I would have, what if all the lightsabers in Star Wars universe were like that? They would just could be wielded by anyone and then like colors change and stuff. That was really tight. Yeah. Um, but I thought it was a great episode. I liked all of the kind of traditional like uh stuff with it, like the large um Star Wars is really known for its like super large uh, equipment and like whether it's excavator equipment or like those weird like they had catapults that were just huge. I don't know what mm-hmm. they were chucking, but like uh, seeing yeah, like, the really girl know. interact with that yeah. and then riding um those one of those cruisers at some point, they're like, wow, this girl's strong on the force and she's getting chased and all that. That was really <laughs> cool. It was like one of your tropey Star Wars adventures, but I really liked yeah, it. It worked yeah. for me. Um. Another thing that I thought was interesting too was that really she called him old droid and it was supposed to take over like the stereotype for like a really old man, like a wise mm-hmm. old man in the village. Yeah, yeah like, he was just sitting there drinking oil. That's what he was doing, yeah, right? Because yeah. it looked like the imagery looked like he was smoking a pipe, but you know oh, okay. it's, a, it's a robot; you can't smoke. I mean, it would be weird. But yeah, he was yeah. like sipping on hot oil, right, to like mm-hmm. lubricate him. It was so weird. And he's like, "Okay, don't rush me." Yeah, something. like if he was drinking tea or something. Yeah, and I was yeah. like, "What? Wait, why are you designing robots that are designed <laughs> to be old?" And I was like, unless this is just a really old robot that takes on the features of an old man. It was so weird. Right. But I really liked it. The animation was great. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I liked the fight scene. Fight scene was really, really tight nice. in this one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. This, one, this one stood out to me because I was just like, okay, yeah, I, I can get behind this. All the other stuff was, was good and good in its own way. This seemed like the more, um, I don't know, I don't want to call it standard fare, but it was, the, it was the most familiar Star Wars experience to me. Mm. So like, I was able to latch on it really e- easily. So I was like, okay, this is tight. Yeah, um, yeah, definitely. I also saw the one after this. And we don't have to get into it but i also like the concept it was like it was like a, a robot uh becoming like a like a jedi it was like his whole dream it was basically oh, astro yeah, boy yeah, it was basically right. astro boy meets like star wars it was essentially that, that yeah. was the whole freaking premise um that one was really tight we don't have to get into it but i'm just saying like that one was really cool as well mm-hmm. and like getting me into like I might, maybe i should finish because <laughs> i stopped after that one i was like yeah and everyone's just hitting overall would you like to see another season of this done yeah, yeah, definitely. I think they they've taken some creative chances mm. and um, hit and miss with some. Of course, but like you will. Yeah. Uh, overall, like the I think the the coolest part is probably the animation. Yeah, I really like seeing different styles mm-hmm. and like different settings. Of course, how mm-hmm. how extreme they can be with it. It's really neat. Um, any other final thoughts on that episode? No, that's about that's about it, right? Yeah. Well, she big apple. <laughs> we had ourselves a long episode today, but I loved it. Um, that's going to wrap it up for us. Uh, for Media Munchers, I'm Mathian. 